1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we hit the midpoint of an interesting week in Scottish football. It's not often we get that free midweek with no games, so what are Celtic doing to put right the wrongs of the weekend? Rangers' European schedule will pick up soon, but for now the priority is strengthening their hold at the top of the table. And Davey Martindale says keeping Livy in the Premiership would be his greatest achievement. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, whose greatest achievement is trying to get a victory on Beat the Pundit, is Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller a very interesting weekend I get the feeling that even though it's Wednesday we're, I feel like it's still on people's minds it was that <clears> big a couple of days it certainly was uh, I think any time there's a, a changing over at the top of a league there was always going to be a bit of fight back or a bit of bite back from that side of the city uh, that have lost the top spot you know, I think but it's more about the way it's been lost, how quickly the turnaround it's been since Philippe Clement's come in, the amount of points that Celtic have dropped. That was just obviously the final straw, the fact that these latest drop points have allowed Rangers to eclipse them at the top of the league at this moment in time. So it's, there's no doubt this and this will continue now between now and the end of the season because I agree with our fellow pundit Andy Halliday. I do believe it will go down to the wire. So there, there will be changing over. Again, this weekend, you've got Rangers that are playing first, so they have the opportunity to go five points clear and really put a pressure on Celtic on the Sunday going to Fir Park. Uh, the following week, it might be Celtic playing first to, to maybe go to up a point clear of Rangers. So the mind games, the psychology of our league, again, there's nothing like it. So what a run we've got. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating how, how it's uh, you know all going to work out. I think from a Celtic perspective, you know, the, the, it's more the, the, the style of play. I think the, the Celtic fans are disappointed. Of course, results uh, recently, and particularly last week against Kilmarnock, kind of emphasised how difficult Celtic are finding that, you know, to, to play that high-tempo football that they've been so used to. And not just high-tempo, winning. It's a winning formula. Uh, as far as Rangers are concerned, they just want to keep that going, keep that consistency, keep that level of performance. Um, Philip Clement seems to have a good balance with the squad there doesn't seem to be any petulant players at Rangers at this moment in time when they're asked to come on or off the bench or left out they seem to have the same response and that's a terrific uh, you know attribute to have Celtic I think are just getting frustrated I think some of the players have brought in haven't improved the squad and I think that's been a constant pretty much since Brendan Rodgers came in the door and I think he's kind of alluded to it as well that they need better quality to to compete with the first team players Right, come on then 01419511025 what have you got for us tonight? It's almost an extension of the question from last night to you Celtic fans with every day that passes do you calm down any or does it just build up and build up until you get the chance to see your team in action again what sort of things do you hope are being done to turn this form around this week? Brendan Rodgers with that full week on the training ground. What sort of changes do you think small tweaks could be implemented? Boost your chances? Uh, or is it just a, key, a case of a bit of patience and keeping the faith? What do you think? 01419511025. Again, I said this last night, but it didn't really happen. I said you Rangers fans, Monday, Tuesday, most of the focus, as is often the way in this city, is on the team that has the, the negativity and the anger surrounding it. We've not really had that much in the last couple of nights from you Rangers fans 
at looking at the real detail of, of what's improved and what you think needs to happen next. What's the next step for improvement? What's the bit that will kick you on and stay top between now and the end of the season? So get your calls in on that, please. 01419511025. There may be something else entirely out there that you want to get off your chest and we are here for you. Like I say, it's not often we get these quiet midweeks I, I was going to go back and count them I thought it was really sad but it just feels like there's hardly ever any if you add in cup games yeah. European games we obviously had the break and then you, you get the round the premiership fixtures like we had last week we very rarely get that clear midweek and as we said Rangers will eventually not too distant future when are we a couple of weeks away from going back into Europe Yep. Uh, so there we are this is a, a rarity for you where you can just speak Generally about what's going on at your team at the moment on 01419511025 and we are there on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB Davey Martindale he's been speaking today about the picture at the bottom says it would be his greatest achievement if he could keep Livingston in the Premiership so maybe we'll take a look at the bottom end of the table as well a bit later on in the show given that it's been the top end that's clearly been dominating things um, but whatever way you look at it whether it's top, middle or bottom kind of, uh, Apart from third Let's take third out of it but Apart from that are definitely third. <laughs> Are we sort of strapping ourselves in for Battles on all of those fronts I think, listen, I think the way the league shaped up Over the last two or three seasons It's been very, very similar That there, there's that wee kind of chunk in the middle Between, it could be 10th up to 4th Like it probably is at this moment in time That is, there's always, there's always the battles within the league like you say, take third out at the moment. Hearts have been absolutely sensational over the last 10, 12 games and they've put a lot of daylight between them and the rest. Kilmarnock and St Mirren, Dundee are having wonderful seasons in the top six as well. The question is, can the bigger clubs, your Aberdeens, the Hibs, can they now find a winning run to push these teams to actually take their top six spot off them? Even the Motherwells and St Johnstons are not that too far away. And then you've got Ross County and Livingston at the bottom who does look like they're going to be kind of nailed into 11th and 12th. But after Livingston's win at the weekend, and what order that is, and with this game coming up at the weekend, that, that order could flip as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting for me as well how um, St Myrne respond to having such a yeah. brilliant start to the season. And we saw Stevie um, Robinson having a, a, a little uh, altercation with you know a, a supporter after the game. It's really unusual. You don't norm normally see that, uh, particularly when a team have, have done pretty well under Stevie Robinson. So again, it's about how that how they refocus. Can they get back to that early season form and can they challenge for that 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 uh, top six? As Kenny mentioned, I think Dundee are probably in the surprise package. I think Tony Doherty's done a terrific job there. Um, you know, can they can they keep that going? There's a little gap now. Um, and Ab Aberdeen and Hibs have been the two really that oh, just haven't yeah. had any level of consistent wins. And even though Neil Warnock's went in and he's been a bit of a breath of fresh air in terms of you know some of the comments and the media stuff, still hasn't results, yeah, that yeah. that that um, you know the results yet other than the the, the cup tie against Bonnie Rig that, um, you know, is, is going to suggest that Aberdeen can go on a significant run to get them into those maybe top four places. Ever done that? We Barney with a fan? I know you Barney do Neil Lennon, but ever with a fan? Uh, yeah, you probably do have, but not not to that extent. You know, you well, probably had a few words that somebody's shouting, giving you a bit of stick and you maybe, you know, gave, gave a little bit back. But it's, it's rare. I've, I've had coaches doing it more, um, you know, assistants and... Uh, you know, if I had to, you know, leave it to chug the jersey back a little bit, say, no, just let it go and <laughs> kit men and a few other people. But no, managers, I think, tend to 
you know, really just kind of getting out of the way. So it was quite unusual to see Stevie, Stevie getting away. As you should say, a, a touch animated. Kitmen arguing with fans, whatever, Nick. Jim Duffy's <laughs> suited and booted, incidentally. He means business tonight, as you can see. So if you want to get in touch, it's 0141-951-1025. And that is the number Justin has dialed. How are you, Justin? I'm good. It was just actually just to put you on a point. I'll, I'll pick Jim Duffy up now. He's had a wee bit of a go at me at the stand, so I'm all kidding. No, it was just to kind of touch base on your point, guys. I, I, I know that probably a lot of Rangers fans have probably been not on the phone because they've been too busy dealing with hangovers from the weekend. Possibly. Uh, phone anybody, but I think the, the point, and it'd be interesting to, to know what Kenny thinks in particular as well as, as Jim and, and yourself, but. I think the thing that's going to take Rangers to the title now that they've got their necks in front, and I've said that a couple of times on the shows, the fact the European aspect is going to add to their momentum. The, the fact that they're not going to be able to, you know, there's no gaps in between midweek. They're going to be playing pretty much Thursday, Sunday, most weeks, hopefully. And each game is going to be a big game. So they've got that kind of big game mentality in them. And I think what Clement has installed in them is that belief in each other and they seem to be playing for each other when you look at the amount of chances that Dessels is still kind of offering up and, and wasting some of them but we're still scoring goals we're still creating a lot of chances if we had somebody probably a bit more clinical or a bit higher in confidence some of the games would be 3 and 4 nothing up at half time I think that's only going to get better the more we play in Europe and that kind of buzz that it's going to give us is going to carry us into the end of the season I'm interested in that theory because people will come on and deliver the exact opposite with the same confidence. Like Aberdeen fans and managers and coaches you know, and hearts as well over the last few years yeah. that don't want the Thursday Sunday. Yeah, or you always say that, you know, that it's. Somebody had a rest and we, we had to play. Yeah, it's, it's, more, it's more games, it's congested, it's the chance to pick up injuries. But actually, I. I I can't get you get what Justin means because if winning, feeling, confidence, moment. Kenny will tell you when you're winning. It'll not be as easy to win the games at that level of European football when you get the rocket stage. Even if you can play well, though, even if you played a really good team, did really well, but the result didn't go your way. And I'll I'll be honest, I don't think even if Rangers were to go out in the the last uh, in the last sixteen, the Europa League. I don't think that's going to affect them domestically. I just think with Philippe Clement at the helm, there is, uh, Justin's right, there is a, a real feel-good factor. There's a belief. He's instilled this kind of mentality in the group that irrespective if they're playing well or, or maybe just not quite at the top of their game, they're winning games of football. And another thing about it is in over the last kind of three or four games you've seen, they're winning games, but there's might be four or five changes to the team, you know, and the team still goes in and delivers the performance and gets the results. So there's no doubt once these games do start, and, and, and he's right also, they're massive games, and I think the last 12, 13 league games, you've got cup quarterfinals and potentially semi-finals and finals, Europa, every game is massive and every game is going to mean something. So there's no doubt over the course of this run, with however many games it is in the Europa League and the Scottish Cup and definitely league games, that Philippe Clement's clearly going to rotate the squad and he's going to try and keep them to the optimal levels of fitness they can, getting guys minutes, getting guys rest. So, you know, I, I think it does look really, really well. Listen, whether it carries Rangers to the title or not, that remains to be the scene. I still think it'll be tight. Uh, Rangers have got their noses in front, but I would rule Celtic out of your peril. No, I, I mean, I, I think that uh, from Rangers' perspective, the, the, the consistency is there. 
Kenny um, absolutely highlighted the squad and I mentioned that at the very start of the programme Gordon where you know everyone seems to be fighting you know uh, at the right level and you know given given that total commitment and and not just the commitment levels the performance levels whether they're on for 10 minutes or whether they're starting the game performance levels are high and confidence is obviously very high in terms of the the focus on Europe if they stay in Europe yeah I think it, of course momentum and, and winning definitely breeds that confidence I think the, the 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 telling factor for me will be the points differential come the seventh is it seventh April though for, uh, for yeah. me the seventh April because invariably Rangers are cha- have been chasing Celtic all the time and can't afford to lose the game. This time around, if if Rangers can manage to get some sort of gap, it would ease the pressure on them a little bit. Get into that game probably for the first time in a in a number of years. So for me, it'll be the points differential. Can Celtic, you know? keep winning or get back to winning ways in a consistent level so by the time the game comes up um, there is still pressure on Rangers if Rangers can create some sort mm. of gap then I think that could be enough to to give them that yeah. confidence and breathing space to 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 go on and, and, and perhaps wrestle a title from so, Celtic So you don't buy just in the, the other side of that which would be you know Maybe Rangers would have to spread themselves a bit thinner. Maybe you pick up injuries. Maybe there's travelling and coming back to an early game on a Sunday or whatever. You 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 think that's all positive stuff rather than potentially detrimental? Obviously, there's there's potential injuries and whatever else. But you're going to get that no matter where you are in the season. To be totally honest with you, but when you look at the squad, and I'm I'm taking it from pretty much when I spoke to you guys before when we were in Seville and we were playing uh, across there. Since then, I think that was a turning point for the Rangers team. I think coming away from that stadium with a result, I think really reinforced to the the team and the squad what they were capable of doing if they stuck together. And from that point of view, when when they've come back, they've played that way ever since they come back to Spain. And I don't... You've got people like Tom Lawns coming back and contributing well in games now. John Lundstrom doesn't look as pulled in as many directions as he was before with people that, you know, Cantwell's performing who I think is going to be a massive, massive difference but no, I, I, I think genuinely the, the European engagement, the, the way we've played in Europe over the last few seasons, the experience we've gotten that, I don't see why we can't go further after, as I said, beating the teams that we have and that I think will kick us on. Um, I'm not saying we're going to win the Europa League, I'd love to think we could challenge but I think the performances in Europe and the lift that that will give us will carry the team for the rest of the season mm, Thank you very much to Justin in the city centre let's head to Easterhouse and bring in Willie how are you Willie? Oh, I'm fine Paul fine Bob What are you oh, thinking oh, tonight? Come and, come and carry out doing. Hi, well, I think Kerry I remember King Kerry used to call you anyway <laughs> Gordon, He's been called worse a few, <laughs> weeks, a few weeks ago I was looking at a guy speaking to his town with uh, Bernardo being a Rolls Royce Mm-hmm. Well, I've got, I've got a set of junk leads to go out and get them started again. <laughs> Since he lost his place, now, as you know. You've been sitting on that joke for weeks, Willie. <laughs> You've been practising that one. I've been saving up for weeks, that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is this our cue to go and talk about Bernardo's dip in form? I suspect Willie just wanted to make the joke. I, th- I think there has been a wee dip in form. There's also been a change, we mentioned before, a change in system. Celtic have well, traditionally played 4-3-3 under Brendan Rodgers. So he's preferred shape. He's went to a kind of 4-2-3-1 with um, Kyogo behind Ida. Um, I 
Personally, don't think that suits Celtic. I think Celtic, like the way Brendan Rodgers wants to play, I think you need that three in midfield. Um, and I think he's going to have to sacrifice either either or Kyogo. I think he'll go back to the 4-3-3 because I think it's it suits Celtic. It's the way they played under Postacoglu, albeit with inverted fullbacks. But over the last, what, three seasons, four seasons, Celtic have played 4-3-3. Mm. And I just don't think it quite... So I think somebody like Bernardo will be better if he's got McGregor and, say, O'Reilly alongside him. I just can't imagine a Rolls Royce getting a jump start, mm-hmm. can you? just doesn't fit the, look awkward, the image. Good, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, what about your own team, Willie? What else are you thinking? Well, I think, uh, I'm not a fan of Scott Wright. I'm not a big fan. I'll, I'll, I'll play, I remember the Invisible Amos, Peter Brady. Knew he was called Scott Wright. He came on on Sunday with the rest of the team. I've never seen him again. He must have disappeared into the crowd. No, I'm not a fan. I've picked 20 players. Score right when they get in my top 20. Well, Willie's well, waited to the week the team was top of the league to come on and air his joy. That's, that's, but that, listen, we can laugh. That's the, the core of Scottish football. We are a hard bunch to impress. And I said at the start, what's the next step? What do Rangers need to do better? How do they kick on from here? Um, but all, fans always seem to want a full guy, Gordon. I mean, Scott Wright, we had it before in, in the programme last week as well. Somebody came on and was quite disparaging. You think, wait a minute, the, the, the boy gives what he's got to give. Whether some people think he's good enough for Rangers or not is obviously down to opinion. But it always seems to be as if we can't just be happy. You know, top of the league, <laughs> uh, you know, the, uh, there was a points differential. Was it seven points, eight points? Seven, as when Clement yeah. came on. Uh, came in, lost the old firm game, still top of the league, but still people look for the negative. And the, if, if if you want to find one negative, it seems to be that the, the opinion is that that's Scott Wright. I think if you're a Rangers fan just now, you should be jumping through hoops at how well they're doing. Not only uh, the style of football, you know, the winning mentality, the whole culture of the club, the connection with the fans and the players and the management now is night mm. and day from four or five months ago. It's like a whole different team. That connection, I think yeah. you'll find, has not quite reached Easter House. Yeah, well, that's it like. It's making its way out there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, to make it a bit less unfair on Scott Wright, a, a serious analysis of what is the what is the next step? What Are there still areas of that team that you think if Rangers were to fine-tune that, then they'll, you know, then they'll go on and win the league? Well, well, they're not going to be able to fine-tune it at this moment in time. And I think part of the reason behind the rotation might be, as Philippe Comonte says, to get people happy, to get them minutes, to keep them fresh, to provide the competition. It might also be because nobody's really been the one to say, Gaffer, you can't leave me out mm. from this position. And that would be the top end of the areas, pitch. Yeah. It's the top end of the pitch. And that is, the Rangers have went in with Dessers, Matondo and McCausland, then they're out and it's been Silva, Cortez and Wright. Or Cantwell sometimes been deployed in that area. Tom Lawrence could probably play on either side as well, despite I actually think the two of them are probably better playing as, as, as the eights. But there's been a real variation to that front line. And I think come the summer, no matter what happens between now and the end of the season and what Rangers win or don't win, I think that's where Rangers will be looking to improve in the mm. summer is that front line of the pitch. Thank you, Willie. Hopefully more car jokes next week. Doncaster Rangers is on Twitter. He says, Big Phil is building a squad to compete in Europe and SPL. Uh, you can see all the players buying into it. Imagine a fit roof in that Rangers team, which on one hand is probably true, but on another, I feel like we've heard that phrase <laughs> quite a lot, haven't we? Yep. But there we go. Sounds 01419511025. Great time to call. We will get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch.
Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy are here. It's 0141951 It's a bit of a, more of a calm atmosphere. It's the middle of the week. Maybe the tensions dropped a bit from the weekend. We're taking a, a more of an analytical look at what's going on. In amongst jokes about jump starting Rolls Royces and all that sort of stuff. But whatever it is that's on your mind, maybe, maybe you're thinking, do you know what? I've been desperate to make a point. I can't get on because of all this talk about the title race and Glasgow's big two. This could be your night. You never know. Any fans of other teams out there, why not get in touch? Who was through first there? I reckon it was Billy in Rock Hill. How's it going, Billy? I'm all right. How are yourself? All good. All good in here. What are you thinking? I'm just thinking, I think uh, people underestimate Clement at the moment. I think um, he's playing it cool. I know he is. He's just playing the long game. Uh, he's kind of realising that we're only two points ahead of him at the moment. That's it. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm just sobered up for the weekend. But <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of that, point, actually. Uh, I know it is. It's a kind of, you wanted Rangers supporters on, so come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I think people got to realise it. I mean, we've got a lot of players talking about. We've still got Ruth, Seema, Matondo, still to come back. Do you know what I mean? I think if Dessers kind of takes half his chances, you know, I mean, he could put up a few goals. It's, I don't think um, people, like, Lawrence is still coming back. He's, you know, I don't think he's played 100% at the moment. I think he's still coming back. I think we'll still to see a big improvement for him. And right, wasn't it brilliant at the weekend, which is probably why Clement took him off. I mean, this is the thing that Clement has got a ruthless streak about him, which is what we need. Is what you've, I don't think we've actually seen since, um, I wouldn't say so much Stevie G, but Merson, Walter Smith, and especially uh, Sinsunas, has got that ruthless streak about him, which it's all about the team, it's all about how the team does, rather and individuals there's no prima donnas in that team I mean I don't think he would have two he would think twice about it even if Big Tav God bless if, if it had a bad game would even think mm. twice about taking him off do you know what I mean I don't. I think he's got that kind of ruthless speak about him I think he's instilled that in the team if you don't do well you're coming off I mean you've seen it time and time again how many times are they taking people off, off time I'll tell you what it is It's not ruthless It's the benefits of getting A big, scary, baldy manager Is that right Jim? <laughs> of course No, I, 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 Billy is one thing I think that um, You know he, he, Philip Clermont does have charisma He does have that, that Kind of strong character Personality You would imagine If he walks into the dressing room Straight away You know he's got that That positive impact on players And that respect um, and, and, and there is that that kind of mini fear factor it's not the way it was years ago we had Sir Alec Ferguson or Walter Smith these type of things but I think there has to be that I think that, and, and I think maybe Rangers were missing that over the last few years um, in terms of you know what the players are given you know they can't really give any more I think you're right in terms of even Danilo who's been obviously with a long term injury um, you, you know Seema had scored a huge number of goals um, but they've managed to managed to accommodate the you know that without the other players all chipping in. So overall, it's been a really positive period for Rangers. But Philip Clement is not kidding anyone on. He knows that you know you cannot get carried away. You cannot you know um, allow your standards to slip one percent because if that happens, then you can go in free fall. Celtic are more than capable of going on a fantastic run. Uh, and getting back to the top of the league if Rangers slip up. But Rangers have got themselves in pole position now. It's all about the mentality and the ability to maintain it. He's been 
really consistent in one message, Kenny. I think the day he arrived, the very first interview, obviously asked about Rangers trailing in the title race and I'm not saying this is a groundbreaking statement, but he just said, you know, it's a, the league title's a, a marathon and not a sprint and he, he just repeated that every single yeah. time um, and it became like a, a message. But you, you wonder if that that sort of clarity and just that, just trying to chip away a bit, a bit, you know, and then not being derailed by the fact that they did lose the head-to-head to Celtic. Um, think think that's helped. Do you think the way he's gone about things, as as Billy's alluding to, has has been part of this turnaround? Absolutely, do I think his message is now getting regurgitated pre-match, post-match by his players. You know, you're right. It was a marathon. Now we're getting to the later stages of the marathon, but there's still a lot of football to be played. I'm sure he'll we'll probably hear it again between now and the and the end of the season. But again, to sound really, really boring and really generic, and to take the manager's kind of point of view. All you can do is win that next game in front of you and take care of your business. And if you do that and the other team slip up, then we're that little bit closer. And it's got to the stage now where they've overtaken Celtic. You know, and that is, it's an incredible turnaround. It really is. When you consider Celtic did beat Rangers, uh, what was it, 30th of December. Mm. I think that's, that, that would really, if you, if you take the seven points, that's like 10 points. You know, so to have turned that around, in such a short space of time, it's an incredible job. But he will not change his message with these last 12 games. The next challenge in front of them's hearts at Ibrox on Saturday, who, by the way, gave them a really, really good game. The last time they were at Ibrox, it took a late penalty call and a late goal for Danilo, uh, both an injury time for them to actually get the three points that day. But again, even going back that far now, that's what this team's doing at the moment. They're just getting the job done. They're keeping on that winning mentality and it's only grown since that game. So is that where your optimism comes from, Billy? Something else you said there that Rangers have clawed this back. They've gone top, but but maybe there's still actually a feeling that there, there is a bit more to come. I don't get the sense that many Rangers fans think this team is, is playing at its maximum, you know, is, is absolutely sparkling every week, has got everyone available. You feel like, you know, is that where you take your confidence from? The fact that you've got top, but I think we take the co- gears left. I think I take the confidence for that. You know, I watched the game, uh, St. Johnson, and the pitch wasn't brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was the ball was bobbling all over the place, and I understand that. I understand that you're not going to go to great grounds all the time. That's not going to happen. But my point is, I think the next two games are going to be pivotal in this title race. I think at home at Hearts. Everybody says, uh, people, my pals are all saying, they're saying, that's going to be a hard game, it's going to be a hard game, but we should win it. That's no necessarily in my mind. I think the next two games, especially when we go away to Kelly and you're playing a plastic pitch, I mean, we, we, you know yourself, we could beat there. I think the next two games are pivotal in how the next the title, I don't, I'm, I'm discounting the Celtic game because I think, as, as Kenny alluded earlier on, We've got to build the momentum and actually increase the points to give us that buffer. And that will increase it. And that gives us the chance that we're away to Europe. We're playing in Europe still. And um, we're not going to go away to rubbish game, rubbish grounds. We're not going to be playing a hard game. We're not going to be playing like you watch Man City the other week and they played in a ground which they said it was off was a sandy. And it gave them their legs were done and they drew the weekend. So we're not going to have that kind of... But I think the next two games are pivotal in the title race. I think they are. It's just good to show that how their, their, their heads are and how they can keep the momentum going, regardless of what they uh, across the road day. Regardless. Yeah, that's, that's the funny thing about this. We're so 
conditioned to talk about the importance of the the head to heads, and of course, of course, they are. It's a chance to get points and take points off your rivals. But that last sample size, if you like, from Philippe Clement, it's, it's, it's a fair enough sample size to show that actually you might not need a particularly good head to head record to win this league, and that. I, I think that, that kind of blows apart a I, lot of our preconceptions. I really think if Rangers go on to win this league, I think that that that's that'll be the case in point that the head to heads, as much as they're massive football games, and of course you want to win, I don't think the head to head this season could have that big a bearing. Well, clearly, hasn't based yet. on based on, and, and I agree with Billy. These next two games are. They are tough on paper, considering it is Hearts, who are absolutely flying at the moment. Really I've flying, aren't they? Really flying. I think they're top of the, the form table are they, over the last nine, ten games, whatever it is. Well, what are they, closer to they're closer to Celtic than, than what the rest than are? The rest absolutely. Them, so. And then you go to Kelly, which, again, Kelly, on that pitch, they've beat Celtic, they've beat Rangers. You know, they're, they're actually in a really, really good moment as well. And now Rangers are top of the league. This is now a chance, like Billy says, is to go and really push it. They play first mm. at the weekend. They've got a chance to put a little bit more daylight and put real pressure on Celtic on the Sunday. Thanks to Billy. What about Craig then in Moody'sburn? Craig, we've been uh, discussing, you know, these kind of free midweeks. Is this good? Does it give Philippe come on time to really get his ideas across and, and keep everyone fresh? Or can Rangers benefit from when the European stuff kicks off again? I sorry, the guy Billy basically stole all my thunder. No, not at all. <laughs> I was coming on to make a lot of the points, but I know I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Um, but yeah, no, I was saying to the producer, listen, I don't want to sound like a, a kind of a, a doom merchant or whatever. Keenan's is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was saying to the guy that obviously we've got to draw on Friday. Um, and the first caller, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was saying obviously. If we progress in Europe, it's going to be big game after big game, and you know the, the the kind of like the legs just cope with that. But we've had that before. You know, it was the season before Kenny came Manchester. You know, the and I know that was a different schedule, but the the, the games caught up with us in Celtic in two thousand and three. You know, um, caught up with them. So that's my concern. I think I would love us to progress. You know, further in Europe this season. But for me, this season, given what's going on in the Champions League next season, the money there's. Ridiculous! It's always ridiculous, but you know it's even more so with a new format. Straight in for me, the league's the most important thing, and I know you guys in the studio know him very, very well. I think it's been an absolute masterstroke getting Alec Ray into the backroom staff. You know, it was always a talk. Yeah, we need a Barry Ferguson, even Kenny, Kevin Thompson. You know, no disrespect to you, Kenny, but I think Alec Ray's been the best um, guy we could have got for the job, and Peter Lovenkrantz, guys like that. But Alec Ray, as I say, you know he's. He's got that perfect mix of being an absolute gentleman down here, but he's Rangers through and through, as you guys, I'm, I'm sure, know, uh, having him on the show a few, a few times. But that was my point, mm-hmm. apart from obviously Billy stealing my thunder about the, <laughs> the Walter Smith yeah, uh, that, comparison. That was um, Alec Ray's brother, Craig, on the line. It was nice yeah, to yeah. hear from him talking up his, his family member. Um, <laughs> joking aside, like, I, Craig's right, there are different circumstances, so it's hard to compare like, like for like, but I suppose the last three times that Scottish team's got to European final it's the other team that's won the league but we've yeah. got a lot to go before we're in that, that think, territory but I know what Craig's coming from yeah but and I, again going back to what Billy was saying or Willie but there's a time before whatever it was that Rangers done that two seasons ago it's only two seasons ago Rangers went to the Europa League final and if you recall they went to extra time against uh, was it Leipzig they went to extra time and they, they went to extra time with Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final you know and they were the team yeah. that looked like they were. So it's not fatter. why it's not why they didn't no, win the league. It's not. Basically. I don't think yeah. it. Well, no, because it's, it's it's 
they were, again, they were always playing catch-up that mm -hmm. year. The Europa League, they won the Scottish Cup, was it four days after mm -hmm. suffering again another extra time final and a penalties and all the, the kind of negative impact that could have had and the feeling you would have had after losing out on that. Well, they then picked herself mm -hmm. up and went and, and won the Scottish Cup final against Hearts. The semi-final, it says, they went to extra time. Everybody's thinking, oh, Celtic are going to be mm -hmm. fresher. Rangers were in... I, I still can see Bassey tearing mm -hmm. up that left flank in that game and it's... Uh, it's more games, it's bigger games, it is going to be tougher on the legs in terms of your schedule, but your footballers, you're, you're, you're conditioned to do that. You're, this is what you're doing, you're getting to the business end of the season. By the way, everybody wants to be involved in the big games, so you want to have everybody ready, and sometimes adrenaline sees you through, Jim, in these yeah. games as well. I also think that the, in the early part of the season, I think sometimes that's why we struggle. Players aren't up to the, the speed yet, but the, 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 the game speed, the game mentality, the psychology is all at maximum level now. In the last third of the season, that's when you see all the big teams. How many times have we heard in recent days they talk about Man City always peak at this time? They always say it. They just gain, uh, gain momentum and then they put the foot hard down an accelerator and they, and, and they push to the title. That's what the big teams do. And if, if Rangers have got this momentum, if they've got this belief, mm. the one thing, going back to what Kenny said, on, I do disagree a bit with Kenny in terms of the head-to-heads. I know it might not look at, the, at this moment in time, but I think psychologically, if Celtic win the next game, mm -hmm. I think that just like puts the brakes on a little bit and makes you rethink about, oh, wait a minute, are we you know, at the level we think mm -hmm. we are? So I think it's so important if, if Rangers can manage to turn that, that into a victory psychologically um, because if Celtic do get a win... Uh, another one, sorry. Uh, I think that's that that could just give them that psychological edge. So I think it's more in the heads and also the belief of supporters. Because if you do win that match, then it gives the supporters that real belief that this could be a title winning side. We, if Celtic uh, win, I think their fans I, start to get that belief. I also think it's what you said, though, Jim. It depends mm. what the points difference yeah, is at that yeah, point. Because no, if exactly, Celtic win yeah. and go three points behind, yeah. Rangers are still sitting top, and you say mm. that's fine. You can have won mm. that game. We're looking at going yeah. on to win the league, you mm. know. So it does depend a lot on that. But you're mm. you're right. That's a chance for you to really say, you know what? If it's we're still the yeah. champions mm -hmm. as it stands, and we're we're not going to give it up without a fight. We usually quiz in the second hour, mm -hmm. but maybe at the break, someone can tell me what's the worst head-to-head -head record a team's won the title with <laughs> in recent seasons. Gone. Do your do your homework. Where else to tell you about this? Clyde one. A triple rollover on Make Me A Winner. The latest call went to five rings unanswered. That is not good in this game, but it does mean that you could be the winner of £138,000 tomorrow when we make the next call, but you do obviously need to be in that draw. Text YES to 61025. Text for £2 plus your standard network rate, or you can enter at Clyde1.com for £2. Or finally call 0330 and those calls would be charged at your standard rate. It's over 18s only, and the entries since Alpa won on Friday have all rolled over. But if you're in any doubt, all the rules for this network competition are online, and the important stuff, if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say, make me a winner straight away to win £138,000. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 You should know that he doesn't miss a beat It takes him a minute or two to fire up the Nokia But when the last caller <laughs> came on and was being a bit negative You said Hugh Keevans was on the phone <laughs> To which he's replied Being a Doom merchant is a lifestyle choice for me He says <laughs> And we love it as well oh, Of course we do Doctor Just Doom Listens every night I love that Great commitment to the cause Anyway 01419511025 That is the number that you need I almost forget that um, I said you know it's a free midweek for us which it mm. is but Champions League which mm. means not, I think it doesn't really grab you the same when the games are all spread out I almost like yeah. forget that it's on I, I just don't me? like the format now with the mm. separate yeah, yeah, it you want the big game. night don't you you want the big Champions League yep, night absolutely but, it, but it's for it's for media I'm, I'm, I'm presuming because yeah, they all eyeballs. get a fair crack of the publicity and uh, the profile so I'm presuming that's how they've done it but so is it then is it that or is it all becoming a bit Repetitive, you know, it's going to change format next season. Why is it not seem to be grabbing everyone? Maybe, it's, maybe that's my own personal feelings. I, th- I think over. you're right in the, the, at this stage. There are odd, the odd games, but I think that because again the, the way it's seeded, the way teams, the way it's structured, you get to the next stage. Then invariably you, you have all the big clubs. If, the, if if you get the odd surprise, but you know invariably the big clubs get through, and that's when I think it does grab you a little bit. But I'm I'm McKenny. I think they. You want the big night, you want the big Champions League night, and I think the real focus. But as I said, uh, the way the way it's uh, UEFA run things now, it's it's it's, uh, it's, all, it's all about the pound. I'm afraid. Did you or did you not like the away goal? Because they've taken that out of European football. I just wonder if it's taken some of the tension out. I don't know. Is that... I, I was never a big fan no. of it, to be honest with you. I mean, I never suffered with it or never gained because it playing in Europe. But I was never a fan of it. Just thinking that, you, I mean, the results the result. Mm. You're still playing home. You're still mm. playing away. Uh, no, I was never a fan of the legal. Mm, I, ju- I, ju- I get distracted very easily, as yeah. you can see. But anyway, <laughs> Charlie Mulgrew was last be. night for a, for a bit as well, wasn't he? That's what you were having a go oh, <laughs> Honestly, the attention span on that guy. But it's good because yeah. you never quite know what's coming yeah. next. Yeah. Charlie the Doncaster City st- um, defender. Yes, uh, the, very one, yeah, the very one. The very one. 01419511025. Andrew is a Rangers fan on. How's it going, Andrew? Evening, guys. Evening, panel. Evening, Andrew. Jim. Are you well, Andrew? Are you well? I am well good, indeed, yeah. Good stuff, what are you thinking tonight? So, I was just calling to make a wee point about this title run I know I've got, and I'm a Rangers fan. I love where we sit in the league right now, and I love the misery, let's say, across the other side of the river. Right now, that's just natural. But I think both sides need to calm down. This is a title race with 12 matches to go. There is only two points in it. Rangers pulled back a seven-point deficit in a really fast period of time. And if Celtic turn it on at anywhere and Rangers drop half, this can swing either way. So you've got Celtic fans on screaming about ripping up their season book and bring in Michael Beal. And you've got Rangers fans, we're going to win the quadruple. It's on, we're winning everything. Calm down, everybody. It's Glasgow, we know how this goes. Somewhere in a leafy suburb of Glasgow Hugh Evans is saying No Andrew It's Glasgow You're supposed to not be calm exactly. You're supposed to get carried away One way Or the other So what are you, Do you still feel this is genuine Sort of 50-50 Or How would you Rate Your team's chances Of winning from here then You think it's that much In the balance This is where the calmness will go Aye, Let's see uh, Well I want My team to win naturally It's just I just want to see my team winning and I've got a lot of belief in what they're doing with Clement especially and just the way the team are going now. He's bringing in guys, he's rotating guys, everybody's playing well. It's beautiful to watch. They're still not playing amazing football though. So they're, they're, they're doing well, they're winning games, they're clawed back but they're not playing good looking football. 
Celtic can play good looking football at the drop of a hat. And if that happens when they show up at Ibrox or, or if we get a bogey game, you know, anything could happen. I think Rangers are going to win it as it goes, but I wouldn't count my chickens. So 50 50, so yeah. I think pretty much. <laughs> I, I get that. I mean, is there still a, a style it, aspect? I, I don't know. Is, is Celtic still got a ceiling that's maybe, I don't know, is, is Celtic's ceiling still a touch higher than Rangers? But that doesn't guarantee anything because if you don't get to the ceiling, then, you know, who cares? But is that is that still the case for you? I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it is. I think Andrew makes some really, really good points in, in terms of where Rangers are at. What they are at this moment is a winning machine. You know, that whether they're playing well, whether they're, I think by they actually have played better over this last five or six games that they've been playing better than maybe what they had been previous. But previously, they were still winning games of football, you know, and that's why we're going back to the old firm games. Rangers could potentially lose the next old firm game, but still be top of the league because they've done what you need to do, which is beat the rest. They don't play Celtic every week, you know. They, they, they just need to beat the rest. And under Philippe Clement, what is it? 54 points and he's taking 49 of them. In that same period, I think Celtic have taken 40. That's where the turnaround's been. So he's, he's doing what needs to be done at this moment in time. Yep, there's 12 games to go, but at this moment in time, he's doing what needs to be done to win a league. Yeah, I mean, I think we, 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 we're always throwing out the cliches here and here, but, you know, whether it's style over substance, but I don't think that's the case with Rangers. I mean, I, I, I think Rangers play some some good, you know, entertaining football, please, not in the eye. The, the amount of chances they create, maybe maybe the, the, the ratio for capitalising on the chances has not been as high as you would like it to be, but nevertheless, still a, a, a really good percentage. Uh, and I think that if you're a Rangers fan, I, I don't see how you could be disappointed, really, even, even with the style. A lot, a lot of the complaint that Celtic fans are saying at this moment in time is that they're too stylish. Mm. They're, they're they're taking that extra pass, that extra touch um, when when they sh- should be doing things that a little bit quicker. And I think even Brendan Rodgers has said himself they need to do things quicker and with a quicker tempo. So I think you've got to get the balance right. And at this moment in time, Philip Clement seems to have the balance right with his team. And Celtic are, 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 are mm. not not quite getting the the rhythm uh, as as they would like to have it. And Andrew, it's it's not often I would expect that. To, to wonder if you're being unfair on your own team but I wonder if in the last couple of games though, actually the performance levels are pretty high and are you know really getting to where the manager might want them to be well let's, straight off the bat I'm not in any way shape or form disappointed in anything Rangers are doing right now that wasn't what I meant by that like, I'm so happy I'm over the moon for, for what I've, I'm 38 years old I've went through the good and the bad and, and I'm feeling good again about my team you know and and I'm not in any way disappointed. I just think it'll still a long way to go. And, and I think people just need to just need to calm down. Get another six games and then start jumping for the rooftop, shouting whatever you like. But everybody just calm down. <laughs> it was a great moment to just end the first hour on, I think. <laughs> just some profound advice yeah. from Andrew and Bonnie Bridge. That's just calm a lifestyle down. advice. Calm, calm down. Yeah, down. Football. Just everybody <laughs> calm down. Let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, nobody's calm when it comes to beat the pundit. Was it another defeat for Charlie Mulgrew last night? I think it was. <laughs> it yeah, was he's, he's it definitely was. got the worst record, I think. <laughs> um, 
But it went by the way last night. I was like, he absolutely. I went. do have sympathy for him because the dazzler. I, I had it the other week there. He, he just looks at you and he's he's just he's trying re- to put you off. He's very distracting. I'm mentally tougher than Charlie, so I was able to block, <laughs> block out a wee bit. Yeah, I do think playing with Gordon Deal alongside you is difficult, but there should be no problems tonight. What it does mean is that one of these two has the chance to make it 100 wins for the season for the pundits. It's the stat that everybody mm. has been keeping an eye on. Said no one ever. Anyway, 0141951. 1025 and the lanes close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Play one super scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy are here. It's 01419511025. We've been looking at what comes next, mostly for Rangers on the phones so far. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? It's one of those free midweeks. What are you hoping? is magically happening on that training ground that's going to turn things around uh, from the weekend onwards how do you hope this week is being spent give us your your your, uh, your midweek thoughts if you like as the emotion started to go out of it you feeling a bit calmer about things or are you just getting more and more worked up until you see your team in action again let us know 01419511025 or twitter at Clyde SSB whilst we play this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Huge task for the pundits. They're going for their 100th win of the season. Kenny Miller's in, oh, what, he's, he's in the running for pundit of the year on beat the pundit. But there's still loads of time for this to go wrong. It's about peaking at the right time, as they always say. Long way to go. They've said that a lot, mate. Uh, Sean's in Hillington. How's it going, Sean? Aye, not bad, Roger. How are you? Um, no, you're just Roger on the brain because <laughs> I'm Gordon, right? Oh, Gordon, no, I get but, up. No, I know why though, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm staring at the screen in disbelief. It says on my screen that you previously beat Roger Hanna at this game. Yes, I, I did. You two are in baller. Then. Is that Christopher? Here, Sean. No offence. You two are in baller. Roger Hanna does beat Roger not Hanna, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What was the score? 2-1 Well I think we're in for a good game either way So heads it will be Kenny Miller And tails it will be Jim Duffy Tails Jim Duffy up against Sean and Hillington no, I'm So always a champion What we do is Your recent form's been alright Don't you worry <laughs> about that Let's give Jim some greatest hits radio to listen to So that he can hear what's going on 30 seconds Sean Answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? No problem. Right, good man then. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Jeremy Frimpong plays for which German club? Bayern Leverkusen. How many fir trees are on Motherwell's badge? Three. Which goalkeeper has made the most saves in the Scottish Premiership this season? Jack Butler. How many points are Falkirk clear at the top of League One? Nine. Who were the last team Rangers played in the Europa group stages? Real Betis Johnny Russell currently plays in which country? USA Who's the only Scottish club Killian Mbappe has scored against? Celtic Right, let's bring him back Jim Duffy, can you hear us? Yeah, you know, yeah Good 
You smile. Yeah, I was just thinking it wasn't the fifty cent this time. Was it not? Was it very different. It was very different. Fifty cent last week. That's right. What an option. You'd much rather listen to that than listen to me. It has to be said. Right. Thirty seconds. Yeah. Did you think fifty cents up Jim Street? Can you see that? You getting that vibe? Why not? No offense. It was old school Dyer Street. So if you did, well, I don't know if that's an omen for the quiz, but we'll see. Your thirty seconds starts now. Jeremy Frimpong plays for which German team? Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt How many trees are on Motherwell's badge? Trees? <laughs> Two Which goalkeepers made the most saves in the Scottish Premiership? Um, Shamal George How many points are Falkirk clear at the top of League One? 14 Who are the last team Rangers played in the Europa group stages? Oh, pass Former Scotland striker Johnny Russell plays in which country? Uh, Canada Who's the only Scottish club Kylian Mbappé has scored against? The only Scottish club Celtic Okay what do you think, Sean? <laughs> Terrible, I was Close, close. Mm, I actually feel like... It could, it could have been a nil-nil, I think. No, I, I think you... I don't know what You're usually more composed than that. Mm. I think. See, when you start thinking about one, that's when it throws that's you. Just I mean. pass. I you just pass. You just pass. I've not seen you wobble like that in a while, right? Jeremy Frimpong plays for Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. He's flying, isn't he? Yep. Absolutely <laughs> flying. Actually, yeah. I moved to Liverpool. So he's maybe taking... Trent Arnold's place. <laughs> He's absolutely flying, as are as are they. Uh, right, okay. Anyway, did, um, did Sean get it right? Yeah, he did. Aye. Right. Uh, he also knew that there are three fir trees on the Motherwell badge. Was that a guess, Sean, or is your photographic memory that good? Between one and three. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. That's was, what I went for between one and three too. It was never <laughs> going to be like fourteen, was it? That would be a bit a difficult. But it is three, so well done, two 0 Sean. Which goalkeepers made the most saves in the Scottish Premiership? Mitov. It's Dimitar Mitov. Mm. You mean you didn't watch the award-winning interview yeah. with Mitov I on did, Sky in the it, weekend? It was just one of those. What I again. very cleverly spoke to Said. him about had the the ninety saves it was before uh, the weekend. I don't know how many he made. Did he make many? Yeah, few, mm. few. Ninety. Still something. hold the record anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't hold it against you for not watching. Uh, Falkirk are. 14 clear at the top of League One so Jim Duffy does pull one back it's 2-1 that question made me laugh because I know we all do that thing mm-hmm. we're like you know you, you don't want to get too excited by your mm-hmm. team like the last guy said mm-hmm. Cam Doon mm-hmm. right yeah. producer John who's a big Falkirk mm-hmm. fan is trying to tell us that the league is not in the bag even though Falkirk are 14 points mm-hmm. clear at yeah. the top he's staying calm I, I mean Cam there's, right there's calm and there's, <laughs> yep. there's irresponsible if you ask me <laughs> Falkirk have won that league have they not absolutely yeah. have yeah we can check back in a couple of weeks. So it's 2 1 uh, to Sean on the line. Real Betis were the last team Rangers played. 3 1 mm. Sean. He started stretching it at this mm. point, Jim. John, Sean was showing off, saying, That's why I beat Roger Hanna. Johnny Russell's in USA. USA. Yeah. yeah. You were close. Sort of. I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't sure if it was Vancouver. Ah, I played see, for. That was the thing. I knew it was overthinking. Me, I played Vancouver. <laughs> uh, I know that. But I th- that's the reason why when, yeah. when I was saying that, that was the first one that came into my head. Kenny's team. You're overthinking it. A Sat- mm. Saturday's teaser. Did you wonder why I texted you? Were you listening? I wasn't listening. So the question on Saturday was like players that have signed for the old firm from the MLS. MLS. His name wasn't on it. All but right. everybody was tweeting me saying why is it not Kenny Miller and then it turns out he cancelled his contract so he was a free agent so like you were a, you weren't on it on a technicality All right. that All right. was okay. why I that's why yeah. I asked you Interesting. apparently you I think that's another one that they've got wrong because it should, should be on <laughs> the list don't say that now <laughs> say that in Marvin Bartley right. you only Scottish club Killian Mbappe scored against mm. is Celtic yeah. you both got it but it wasn't enough Jim Duffy that was mm. a 
just just not really been satisfied. You know, we mentioned yeah. earlier about Celtic ceiling, and I think there's still mm. that feeling that you know they've done well against Rangers. They've won mm. both those games. They you know a couple of really good performances in in the Champions League, but but really, how often? How yeah, it's not. How often do we get to the end of February and you're you're really counting on maybe on one hand the performances that fans have come away after the game thinking, wow, that was that was us at Yeah, but the one thing I will tilt. defend the Brendan Rogers is is that he's been honest with it. Brendan Rogers hasn't tried to, you know, uh, disguise the fact he's not he's not one of those managers that's come in and said, Oh no, we're playing great football and he, and he's run off a, a, a host of stats or we've had twenty three shots at goal and ten in target and so on and so on. He's actually been honest and he, you know uh, he has been disappointed by some of the performance levels. And then I think you see the other side of it, people think, oh, it doesn't mean as much to him. We saw the game against Hibernian a couple of weeks ago when they get the penalty in the last minute and scored, mm -hmm. and he's got the clenched fist, and he's, you know, he's shown that real emotion. It was almost Ronnie Roar-esque, yeah, you would have to yeah, say. Yeah, but it, it, it shows that it does mean what it does mean to him. And I think a lot of people, and, and maybe some of the players, and perhaps Brendan himself, thought that might be a pivotal moment, getting that result. And, the, and that can, again, that... Um, you know, connection with the fans we spoke about earlier on, right after the game, you know, there, there was that. But it, but it hasn't been sustained. And I think this is the thing, Celtic can't seem to quite sustain those type of uh, energy levels mm -hmm. and, um, you know, atmosphere. Whereas, you know, before before yeah. this season, there was a, there was a real um, atmosphere, a real bond between the players. And I think performance levels have, have dipped and that's that's been... Symptomatic of some of the atmosphere at Celtic Park. Uh, well done to Sean. The sign ball's on its way. Even if DC has tried to throw a spanner in the works, he says, Gordon, as a Rangers fan, I'm a stickler for the rules. I'd like to confirm that Sean from Hillington said Bayern Leverkusen instead mm -hmm. of Bayer, rendering his answer incorrect. I request this is reviewed immediately. And oh, the score is corrected to, to 4 2. <laughs> four two. <laughs> yeah. much difference. But anyway, there we are. Uh, what about John in the East End? What's your take on all things Celtic at the moment, John? <laughs> How you doing, Gordon, Kenny, uh, Jim? Hi, John. Um, my concern just now is I'm not worried. No worried about the league. It's no, that, it's a long way to go, right? I, the guys said earlier, the cam doing and stuff like that. Uh, 12, nobody wins the league with 12 games to go, or very rarely, right? But my concern right now is the midfield for Celtic. Bernardo and O'Reilly have just completely fell off the ball. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if the O'Reilly thing with the, the Atletico Madrid or whatever. Um, and Callum McGregor, from what I can see, is knackered because you know, I'm maybe being a bit, I don't know, a bit flippant here, but it's like he's carrying the other two. And that's why he's, he's no getting to play the game like he is because right now, from what I can see, Bernardo and O'Reilly are passengers. The, the game's just completely... Get into that window, the two of them were flying. Especially Bernardo banging in the goals. O'Reilly was controlling games. But right now, midfield, I think that is a catalyst to what's going wrong just now. That's just my opinion. Um, what do you make of that? Because it's something that... Feel like it is coming up more and more, um, and Bernardo's actually mm. dropped out to make room for Ida and, and Kyogo. Mm. But obviously, if he was in sort of irresistible form, that wouldn't happen anyway. Yeah. So, what do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I said earlier on, I think the system is not 
it doesn't always suit him. I think particularly O'Reilly, I think he needs that three in there because it gives him license to go and support. Whereas if you're playing that kind of four two three one, he's restricted a little bit. So, and I don't think that's his natural game. So I, I don't think the system's you know been been ideal for 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 O'Reilly. Players do dip in form, and I think that this is the the frustration for Brendan Rodgers and for the Celtic fans is that they they can't really leave a lot of these players out or change a lot of these players because they don't have the same quality. Said this last night, all of a sudden, yeah. Celtic's midfield depth yeah. is they don't have the same quality to come in. If 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 they change those players round, it'll be significantly weakened. And already without Carter Vickers and Alistair Johnson, it is already weak. So I think that the that side of it. Um, the, the you know the 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 quality of the of the and 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 those those departments has to be a bit better, um, but again I go back to the system a little bit. But I'm I'm not a hundred percent agree with John. I do agree with him on his point with the midfield, but I also think the wide players. I think when Celtic get at their best, they've got dynamic mm. wide players. I don't think Mieda's been at the same level. I don't think Palmer's been at the same level. Kuhn hasn't settled in yet. Yang's been away. Those players need to do more. Obviously, we know the, the situation's a little bit more difficult with uh, Abada, and I, I can understand that one a little bit. But but if you look at the amount of wingers that Celtic have, yep. none of them are, are, are the dynamic, flying, creative uh, players that they could be yeah. and should be. When I said about the depth, Kenny, I meant like clearly in Brendan Rodgers' mind. I don't think anybody cares what I think of, of Celtic's <laughs> midfield depth, but it, it looks like... Iwata is just not seen as an option really for, for Brendan Rodgers Home was last on the bench against Hibs then wasn't on the bench the last two forgive me if I've missed an injury there but again we don't we don't really see him so there, there's, there doesn't look like there is much scope David Turnbull went in January doesn't look like there is much scope John makes a point that it's one of those things that keeps coming up we'll never really know has the Atletico Madrid interest yep. got to Matt O'Reilly it so happens that he's not been the same since the transfer window yep. closed and people will put two and two together. Is it that? Is it the change in system that Jim says? Is it a bit of both? Well, listen, the change in systems only came about of, of late. Uh, yeah, when there's, when, when there's interest from a team that size, if there was interest, I'm sure it's something he would have been interested in. But again, he's committed to a contract. Celtic have committed to him. They're in control of that situation. And I think even going into that transfer window, we knew there was going to be interest in O'Reilly. I think the general consensus was there's no way Celtic will sell him in this window when there's a league title to go and win, which is the way it's went. There's no doubt he has dropped off. I mean, Bernardo has dropped off as well. I would say when he first came in, there was a lot of people saying he's probably not good enough to play. Why does David Turnbull not get a game before him? He did then hit that wee three or four games where he scored a really important goal at Dundee, then got his goal in the old firm game. So you're starting to think, oh, this guy could now be the guy. Uh, it was actually decent against St Mirren, if I remember. Had a really good pass for, a, I think it was Greg Taylor's goal. So it, that wee three, four game spell, he kind of maybe his game lifted, mm. but then he's back to maybe now, well, he's, he's out the team, you know. So that, that tells you where uh, he's at in Brendan Rodgers' mind. I mean, I look at, I, I was listening last night and there was a caller last night talking about the Celtic midfield. I look at their defence at this moment in time as well and what their defence looks like. It's no, nowhere near their first choice defence. I think in, in midfield, McGregor and O'Reilly play every single week, whether it's going to be Bernardo or Holm or Awa or he changes the system and goes to Kyogo. But I don't think the forwards are firing either. No. I just think as a, as a whole unit at this moment in time... Is there anything that's good at the moment? Is that but if, Ken, if you look at the well, midfield, if you had to leave O'Reilly out, for instance, to give him a little bit of a breather, to try and... You can't. Re re how, how you can't. You? You're you can't better with a 70%... O'Reilly just now than anyone else and that that if you're at a club like Celtic 
isn't good enough. I mean, John, Jim's pointing out, he thinks the wingers need to do better. Mm. Kenny thinks the defence and the forward. You've gone midfield. Clearly a bit of everything, but so what, if you had one priority, you think that, the, that sorting the midfield feeds into the rest? you think that's the main the main issue for Celtic currently? No, I, no, I don't. I, uh, like I said, I'm not discounting uh, the wingers. The wingers, obviously, when they brought the boy Coon in, everybody, uh, myself included, was like, what are we bringing another winger for? To add to the collection we've already got. Um Yes, that's an issue. Defence, that goes without saying, especially a left back. Um, it just seems to be... I feel like it before, right? Before, last season, for instance, right? We could always go to the bench. There was always somebody on the bench that would come on and make a difference. And on so many occasions, most count how many occasions, that would happen. Right now, it's like there isn't a plan B. See if it's not working on the park. Then it does the work. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, John. Thank you very much. On that note, did you? You guys are not massive on Twitter. Actually, I'm wasting my time directing that at you two. But maybe you Celtic fans. I noticed an almighty debate on social media about Mikey Johnson because he scored a wonderful goal yeah, for West, West Brom. West Brom fans are saying yeah. this guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Celtic fans are. I don't know if they are actually split. I see lots of people saying no. Forget it. There's been enough chances. Don't be fooled by this it just shows how rubbish the English Championship is but I'm sure there are some out there going alright oh, hold on a minute he's hitting a bit of form is he any worse than what's still here maybe you can throw your tuppence worth in on a Mikey Johnson's future at Celtic it's a bit earlier than I thought we'd have that debate but it's all over your social media I'm sure you've seen it so give us a call right now on that uh, if you fancy whilst I tell you about this Clyde One Live Celebrating the first 50 years. Yes, the first act has been announced for Clyde One Live on Friday the 31st of May. And if you haven't heard, it is Amy McDonald. Right up Jim Duffy Street, that. He was telling me he's a big fan on the way into the studio. She's sold over 12 million songs, 1 billion streams. She's sold out the hydro by herself. So this is huge. And it's as part of our 50th celebrations. We are taking over the Ovo Hydro and we want you to be there she's going to be playing some of her biggest hits on stage you can get your tickets now at Clyde1.com and that's just the first artist to be announced the next act is going to be announced next Wednesday Bowie at breakfast just after 8 and if you want to secure your place before the tickets sell out go to Clyde1.com Clyde1 Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I've just spent the last few minutes uh, reading easily one of the weirdest slash best things I've seen on social media in a while. Because you know it can be a dark and mm. gloomy place. Someone has no judgment attached whether they've got too much time in their hands. <laughs> um, but it's a, a Twitter account called Oh God No at Freelance Liar. Um, and has presented, he says, created a Derek Adams management simulator. Right, right. Okay. I'm probably going to struggle to do this justice. Just do me a favour. When the show's finished, just go and check it out, right? And you'll you, you get the gist of it. <laughs> so it just pops up. It says, you are Derek Adams, okay? A management simulator. And you click start. So then it just takes you through. You awake to find yourself the manager of Ross County. And you've got options, you know, you, Two options that you can click to take you through to the next stage of the simulator. You're about to play Kilmarnock. The game is in Dingwall. 
You've got two options Muck about with the team And put your own stamp on it Or just do what Malky did And I'm just kind of clicking them all for fun Just to see And then it says You've drawn with Kilmarnock Your options are Oh well or Sweary words Let's click sweary words And just see how it goes And then it goes on and on and on Like this And eventually I think sort of You beat the buddies 2-0 Clever Derek And you have the option of Yas Or could have been better And it just kind of (laughs) takes you through And then eventually You get to the Um you get to the headline Yeah, that of course, of, right. the, the, the interviews uh, after the games. Let's go. We'll just keep clicking through. Yeah, post-match we're back interviews. To the next St. Mirren game. Uh, right, where are we? About to play Dundee. Is too much time on somebody's hands? Do you know how long this sure. is? Yeah. There you are. So, December, you've been beaten by Dundee, and your two options are remind the players that you've been creating chances, keep playing like this, and they'll be okay. Your other option is announce that Scottish football is so bad you'd rather wear a suit where a pipe connects your mouth to your <clears throat> at all times. Sky would be better off buying the rights to an international. But maybe I should just read this in case yeah, it's careful. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> you, you don't want, you don't watching, want to sack. watching Scottish football makes you feel like joining a death cult. Um, yeah, better not read the next mm. line. Bit insensitive. Um, and then so on and so forth And this just goes on and on And gives you these Derek Adams scenarios So listen uh, is there a Now you know why I'm not on social media <laughs> I've not really sold it to you have I, I can see yeah. you sort of rolling your eyes As that goes on I've not reached the end I'll do that after the show um, I'll let you do that In the I'm assuming of event- your own house I'm assuming, yeah, Whatever floats your boat um, I'm assuming eventually You get the sack Regardless of what option you take Would that be Unless there's a congratulations You've stayed in hey, the now, job I, I don't think he got the sack I think he I think there was a mutual Resignation you, uh, Resignation You've lost 12-0 At home to Partick <laughs> Thistle Apparently is where I'm at uh, And uh, yeah I think we're I think we're pretty much done heading that way. Anyway, that's five minutes of your life, Jim. You'll never get back. But it cheered <laughs> me up. Um, we're about to speak to Greg, but let me give you this question first. The full time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride, where their goal is a better wardrobe, slat wall, home office, or media unit. Tell you what, some terrific research has gone into this question. Thanks to Stephen McCara for sending it in. Can you name. Since 2001-2, seven players who've scored for either Rangers or Celtic in five different club competitions in the same season. That's really some going that. So there are seven players in the uh, since 2001-2002 who've scored for Rangers or Celtic in five different club competitions in the same season. So League, Scottish Cup, League Cup, Champions League and Europa League slash UEFA Cup. So it might be the qualifiers or whatever, I guess, but you need to have done it in all of them in one season, which is quite some going. Henrik Larsson? Nope. Alfredo? Do you believe? Morelos? No. 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 Tavernier? No. John Hartson? I don't even know what the strategy is going to be here because yeah. like... But it's, a, it's a funny question because now... You're not going to remember of late, that. It's only of late where you've went for Champions League. Yeah, you qualified, I suppose. There's some going back. What if I told you somebody, and this will give it away, as to which club they play for, Somebody's done it this season. Uh, so you don't need me to tell you. Celtic only played in the Champions League. Yeah. So it can't be them. No. Five mm. competitions. Uh, and it's not Tavernier, so. Yeah, Seymour. Nope. Roof? No, he's oh, not played. No, no. So another Dessers. Dessers. He has. Serial yeah. Dessers. Dessers has scored in five different competitions for Rangers this season. Um, the good news is you've only got six more. Oh, does that yeah. make you feel any better? It's incredible. Uh, that's the easiest one of the lot. Since 2001, 2002. Uh, to be fair, there's only one that's right back. 
Um, one kid in the middle and then most are a bit more recent. Um, but Ish. anyway, yeah. yeah, sort of. Right, what about Greg, who's on the line? How are you, Greg? Very good, Gordon. How are you? All good. What are you thinking tonight? Um, you kind of took my point just before just before uh, seven now. It's just about Rangers' sort of recent performances and form. Um, obviously, the form's been, been superb, but I think the performances the last couple of games, especially Aberdeen, Ross County, have been have been superb. And I think they're just at the right time putting in their performances. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some players are coming back, like a Tom Lawrence. I think Campbell's been tremendous since he's went to the number 10. Um, and obviously, the likes of Cortez and Diamandi coming in has just added to that. And I think they're just at this perfect time of the season I think they're absolutely fine yeah you're right I think I said it in response to the, actually a Rangers fan who I'm not, I don't think he said Rangers weren't playing well but it was something along those lines I, I think do you think there's a couple of reasons for that Greg first of all we're all bad for you sort of picking an opinion or an observation and it takes you a while to, to come out of it almost you need like extra convinced to, to move on and secondly do you think the chance he's been passed up you know like the Ross County game could easily have been 6-0 Yep. And if it and if it was at that point, because we're so swayed by scoreline, people probably do start acknowledging that Rangers are approaching top gear. Is it is it taking a bit longer for people to think that because maybe the scorelines aren't quite there? Probably that. I you're, you're probably right. Um, I thought, but I could probably agree that since since Clement came in up until maybe about a month ago, the performances haven't been great. Um, I know we've been winning games, so I think lots of results are better than performances but I think the performances of the last couple of games have matched the result and I think moving forward I think the the results will be coming three, four, five most games along with performances obviously um, and I think Celtic obviously being in that bad bad place that they are just now I just think um, we, could, we could end up flying towards the end of the season You see Rangers <coughs> more than most yeah. Kenny? I absolutely agree with Greg. I think the performances, Aberdeen, Ross County, I know it's air and it's in the cup, but there was a lot of changes to the team, namely the front line, St Johnston. The performances are getting better. I mean, there was, I think the control's always kind of been there in terms of having the possession and things, but in terms of real kind of like intensity to their play, like real kind of slick movement and, 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 and patterns and, and how they attack, because again, like I say they're, they're normally kind of 70% possession or more. The, but I think these last four games, this last month, it's been it has been it's been quite enjoyable to watch to see to see how they're playing. The results have always been there, you know. Like I said, it's I think it's was I say forty nine points out of fifty four in terms of the league. It's it has been. He's, Philip Clement's turned Rangers into a winning machine at this moment in time. But at the start, I didn't think there was real great improvement in terms of the football, in terms of the performances. There was improvements within the individuals, within the group. There was no doubt about that. But now, yep, this last month, I think they are getting close to kind of, I wouldn't say top gear, but the performances are definitely getting better whilst still obviously maintaining that good winning run that they're on as well. There's just an inevitability, Jim, that you are swayed a bit by scoreline. Like... I can't imagine a scenario where you get to the end of the season and too many people say, I mean, oh, do you remember that that 2-1 win against yeah. Aberdeen? We were sensational. Mm-hmm. We just don't do it. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Mm. It's, it's just part of it. Just, is, is, do you feel like Rangers are, to use a really annoying modern word, trending in that direction? Do you feel like the, the kind of real convincing yeah. ones I, are around I think, the corner? I think 
Yes, but there's a wee caveat there, and the caveat is that they should be beating these teams yeah. comfortably. You know, no disrespect to those teams. But if you're playing Air, you're playing Ross County, St George, the pitch was horrendous, and I think that that was a, a a better performance than perhaps it was maybe given credit for. Um, you know, because you had to play a different a different way, um, and and still win the game convincingly with some terrific goals. So I, th- I think that the, there are games when. You know, the the one thing, the mentality for Rangers, and, and as Kenny mentioned earlier on, if if they hadn't put the game to bed, the atmosphere didn't change. You know, there was still that that kind of buoyancy, that still belief, and that's trust that the manager would get mm. and then the players would get there eventually, and they have done that. Um, the, the next couple of games has is, is, is been mentioned, Hearts and then away to Kilmarnock, because Kilmarnock, even <laughs> when we discuss it, you can't you can't mention command without mentioning the pitch, but the but Rangers do that a, a lot as well in the press conference. Your players refer to it, the manager refers to it, all of those things. So the next couple of games, I think if they have the same type of performance, the next couple of games, I think that really would, you know, put down a marker to say, you know, we can we can cover all eventualities. But there's still those those, those next couple of games for me will will see a lot about yeah. how Rangers finish this season. Is that the next bit, Greg? What would you like to see? Fine tuned, if you like, or what's what's the next step that, that this Rangers team needs to take before you're convinced that the, the title's going to go your way? I don't, I don't think there's anything can be fine tuned now. So the obvious is obviously number nine. Um, we're kind of stuck with with Dessers and Silva's been playing up there. Um, Danilo will be back in the next maybe month, six weeks or so. Um, still not 100 percent convinced that he can do it to the end of the season, just with fitness and stuff. So I'm confident in defence. I think it's been mentioned enough. We don't leak many goals, so I think we can we can get the goals. But I don't see it coming to number nine. I think it will come to players like Cantwell, the wide players, and listen, Dessers and Silva will chip in with goals. But I think, like what I've said, I just think the performances are coming coming good at the at the right time of the season. Well, Dessers got Kenny fourteen, fourteen goals, yeah, yeah. Ten league goals, thing, yeah. You have to say that's mm. a decent a good return, as yeah. well. I mean, I know he takes a bad stick, but because he misses a few, but if you've if you've been into your first season as a Rangers player and you think to yourself, right, I could finish the season with twenty, with with, with more than a dozen games to go, if you had cups and stuff like that, you would think that would be a really good return. I think any but any striker thinks he can get twenty goals, even for a club like Rangers. You have to say that if you also if you balance it out with mm. the other. Players that are chipping in, like uh, we mentioned earlier on, Danilo had scored a few. Seema had scored a dozen before he got injured. I, I think sometimes just a wee bit harsh on Dessers. I think he takes a, a, a maybe a, a wee bit more stick than he's entitled to. And they've also got the anomaly. They've got a fullback who's going to get over 20 yeah, goals yeah, this year. Yeah, you know, like, so yeah, freakish. It's, it's just incredible. There's a lot of penalties involved mm. and things. But still, I mean, he's, had Seema not mm. got injured, he would have been a twenty goal, mm. a twenty plus goal season. Dessers is on fourteen at the moment, all in. He's, he's on like track to, for twenty. Think he reach twenty in the league. Do Dessers? Yeah, no, no. He'll not, I don't think he'll get. will get twenty in the. He'll get twenty all. Twenty in all competitions. Taverniers already at eighteen. Mm. Yeah, they 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 could have three players all mm. in with twenty mm. goals. You yeah, know, but like I'll, that's I'll, where that's a lot where of strikers as well take penalties. And he and Dessers, isn't he? So yeah. it's, it's, it's Tavernier takes him. So if you could, if he, if he was the type of guy that got penalties, and you get. You know, whatever many penalties, seven, eight, ten penalties a season, you know, that would take you right up. So you have to say that's without penalties. 
again, that's quite unusual in modern day football. Uh, the striker doesn't get it. You look at any of the top strikers, there's always a good hefty number of penalties uh, in, in their, uh, their, their total. Theo Bale's only got a couple in his 10 league goals. <laughs> 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 to go back on to Greg's point as well, they are kind of hitting form. Cantwell has hit form. I think mm. he only had one goal leading mm. into the into the break and was it five goals in his last eight or nine games as well. So he's starting to score goals because when you play every week for Rangers, Cantwell's, mm. Lawrence's, they should be getting that kind of between that seven and ten mm. goal a season. So Cantwell will get to that probably by the end of the season as well. Lawrence, there's no doubt once he is full, he's fit and up to speed and confident in the fact that he is back fit, mm. he can bring goals as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gary says Rangers are doing what they're doing but the rotation and personnel is massive to still maintain those levels of performance thank you to Greg on the line any more guesses on this tease are very tough seven players since 2001-2 who've scored in five separate competitions in one season for Rangers or Celtic Dessers has done it this season League Scottish Cup League Cup Champions League qualifiers and Europa League all I'm going for is just because he's so obvious a goal scorer Lee Griffiths yes well done Jim Duffy I'm happy with that Mm. I'll give you the breakdown. I don't think it'll help necessarily, but three Celtic and two Rangers remaining. Okay. Is, is one of the Celtic players a midfield player? Uh, yeah. Maybe. D- David Turnbull? No. I'm fair play to the, uh, this. Forrest? No. Petrov? We're not talking a goal scorer here at no. all. And he's uh, managed it in five. Callum McGregor? Yes. Yeah. Five just different competitions. Of goals, that, yeah, sorry, games that you play. Anyway, we'll leave that there whilst. Oh, I've been. Building up to this almost I forgot about this almost But it's been good fun this week Let's play an extra competition for you Do you like that? Is that up your street? Yeah Yeah Happy with that? Aye There's a reason <laughs> For this madness Because all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got tickets for Ladies Day Yeah Ladies, Ladies Day, Day Yeah Cool uh, again at, at the Coral Scottish Grand National It's Friday the 19th of April If you want to stick it In your diary uh, And you can actually just buy tickets The conventional way Air Dash Racecourse .co.uk But right now We've got a pair To give away And all you have to do Is guess a player That had a short spell In Scottish football In our quiz The appropriately named Not around for long mm. Tumbleweed Here is the player <laughs> All you have to do Tell me who this player is Call us during the break Get it right You win the tickets I'm a Champions League winner that made 17 appearances for Rangers after joining my brother there in 2004. In my second game, I missed a penalty in a shootout in the semi-final of the League Cup, although I did manage two goals for the club. So what player wasn't around for long? 0141-951-1025. Call before the end of this break and you could be off to Ladies' Day at the Scottish Grand National on Friday the 19th of April. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The lines are now closed for not around for long. Thank you so honestly. They're lighting up still in front of me. Thanks very much. Try again tomorrow. The lines are now closed if you've not got through. Let's play the game, shall we? Oh, I've changed the oh. music. <laughs> I thought we were going ladies' night again. That's Channel 4's racing. Is that, that, 
Brilliant. No. Anyway, all this week we're trying to give away tickets for Ladies' Day at the Coral Scottish Grand National Friday 19th of April at Air Racecourse. You can buy them at air-racecourse.co.uk but this is a much more entertaining way. We're asking you to play our game not around for long. Callum in Clydebank is the man who made it through. How are you, Callum? How are you doing, mate? All right? I'm not bad. All you have to do to make it a pretty successful night for you is tell me who is this player who was not around for long. He joined... Rangers and made 17 appearances he was a Champions League winner 2004 he came in his second game missed a penalty in a shootout in the semi-final of the League Cup but did score two goals whilst at the club who was that player that wasn't around for long? Frank De Boer Frank De Boer well done who was that who was that semi-final against? don't know, no? don't know. Can't who was the semi-final against? Mm. do you remember? <laughs> I was just curious That was it I was just wondering Somebody will tell me in a minute Hibs apparently 4-3 in penalties There we are Callum Anyway You're off to Ladies Day At the Scottish Grand National Friday April 19th That sound good? Yeah perfect Thank you Good man Easy as that Thank you very much To Callum In Clydebank Two more opportunities I believe Tomorrow and uh, Friday night So it's pretty straightforward Who's not around for long There we go I like that Very very clever Uh, And some good music to boot So thanks again to Callum Probably still time to squeeze some calls in if you do fancy, but not that long. So you might have to be quick off the mark. And again, just one more, uh, one more mention that the, the lines are now closed for that. I can tell by the number of calls. I'm sure you're really excited to speak football with Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller, but having done this before, I can tell by the number of calls. Many of them are still for the competition. So hang up, give us a call back tomorrow, and we are saving something special for Friday night as well. So we'll see what happens then. How are you doing on this teaser? Tough one tonight. Can mm. you name seven players to score in five different club competitions in the same season for Celtic or Rangers since 2001 2? That's some going because it's pretty much every competition you're in, really. You know, League, Scottish Cup, League Cup, Champions League, and Europa League. Um, I suppose you could play in an extra one, but you've got Serial <laughs> Dessers. Do you get anything else? What was it before? Lee Griffiths, Calvin Griffiths, Calvin McGregor. I'll right. go for an old player of mine, um, Nacho Novo. Nacho Novo. Did you sign him? Yep, signed him for, and sold him. That's from <laughs> from Rovers to Dundee, and then sold them to from Dundee to Rangers. That's right. He's definitely the best striker to play for Wraith Rovers in the last forty years. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of any other that spring to mind. It's definitely him. No doubt about it. Uh, Even someone that's maybe won nah, a cup and scored nope. and penalties Never and stuff like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny. Scott Sinclair. Yes, he did in that first Brendan Rodgers era. Celtic fans would take a prime Scott Sinclair in the team at the moment if the calls are anything to go by. Kenny Hink's got another one. Right, I've, got, I've got a little clue for you. Not well. The time frame is always important. Since 2001 2, there is one answer that goes way back. Does that jog you in any way? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I definitely played with him, I think. Maybe not in that time, but Tory Flo. Yes. Who was he as a teammate? Very good. Yeah. Very good player. Yeah. Is, he what, is he one though. that's just victim of the price tag? I think you look at the goals return. At that time, you think. It's not that bad, is it? I mean, 12 million quid at that time was, was a lot yeah. of money. But no, I think his goal return was very right. good. I'm saying that. It's not like he never scored. No, but no, scored. Yeah. It was definitely was one and but two. But technically, he was a really good player. Yeah. We, we, I mean, te- we, but because he was a big, tall guy, people thought he was his target man, but he was completely yeah. the opposite of that. You know, he linked up the play and don't technically say, was don't good. Don't good feet for a big man. You know, we've Chelsea. Yeah, he came to Chelsea when I was there. Again, similar, you know, but the, the, the kind of style suited him more at Chelsea, I think, in the sense of, you know, they played, you know, you know, to, to his strengths. Oh, you get the opposite. I was there when Chris Sutton came to Chelsea mm-hmm. and he was like a fish out of water because 
they never put crosses in the box. So he came from Blackburn, which the you know the worked with two wingers and him and Shearer were phenomenal and went to Chelsea and Chelsea played mm-hmm. a little bit more patient build up, should we say, and it just didn't suit him. So I mean I know those sometimes things, it just depends which club. I know play. those things still happen now, but was sort of analysis and recruitment profiles they don't really kick in they don't really think that maybe this guy no I think, I think the often there, of course there was because people would look at you know the style of player and you know what he can bring to a team and obviously you could you can link up the play and all these type of things but it wasn't as as detailed as it is now you know there, there's no doubt that the analysis and information and detail that, that, that goes on is is much more uh, than than it was 20 years ago uh, right, we're nearly there. Let's hear from Davy Martindale, shall we? He's been talking today, saying that if Livy were to stay up, it would be his best achievement to date. Probably the most significant period of my managerial and my coaching career. If we can keep Livingston in the Premier League, I think it's the biggest achievement I've had at the club. And that includes winning League One, getting promoted for the Championship, getting to a Cup final. That's irrelevant, I find it. Again, I'll go back to it. I think I was very vocal at the start of the season. Speaking about how difficult a season I felt it was going to be, granted, I didn't think it would be this difficult, but we are where we are, so I think it would be a monumental achievement from the players and the staff at the club, not, not, not me, everybody, the collective. There's been some dark moments, some challenging moments, and there's been moments for me personally where... I'll be honest, you're going like, if I knew me walking tomorrow would have helped the club in that moment, I'd have cleared my desk and moved on. But that, that's, a, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? So there has been moments, but I'm fully resilient, I'm used to adversity and probably half an hour later I'm sitting with my staff and we're going, right, let's go, let's go again. You never think it for a lot of the talk, Livingston are three points behind Ross mm-hmm. County. Now I know Ross County have got a game in hand But there has been this building up for a while Clearly it was helped at the weekend By the fact that Livy won But with all the stuff that's been said You would think they were absolutely Detached Gone Um, Would that be his coach He said you know Overall in his coaching career Would that be the biggest achievement Is that better than finishing Whatever they did Top six finishes and stuff I think it's for where they're at You know it's where they've been at That long run without a win uh, again, that being said, like you say, they were still in touch, you know, because they're not completely cut adrift. That was a huge result at the weekend. There's no doubt about it. And what they've got now is an absolutely monumental game against Ross County at the weekend that can now drag them back on level points. But I think getting Livingston at the top six and they had they had they got through and won that cup final, that I know they never saw it. That doesn't count, but. It's, uh, I just think for where he's at and probably how they've felt over the course of the last three, four months over when they've no winning games, they've probably felt if they could get out of it and get back and, and keep the Premier League status, then it would be. But, you know, I think every next big every next achievement can be the big yeah. achievement, you know, because getting Livingston at the top six was, was an incredible achievement, let's be honest. Yeah. I just loved the, the fact last year, Davey, at the very start of the season says, we'll no be, we'll no be in a relegation battle and everybody kind of went, oh, you kind of say that as a manager, that's a bit, you know, cocky and, you know, a bit overconfident. And he went, absolutely not. And I think there's a wee sticky spell and people were kind of trying to suggest it and he went, absolutely not. Well, there's no way well, this year it's been a bit different. So, but I think that uh, they've got the resilience to stay up. It's going to be interesting at the bottom, right? You've got one more on this teaser. Then mm. you've got Dessers, Novo, Flo, Griffiths, McGregor, Sinclair. Seven players since two thousand and one, two who've scored in five different competitions for Rangers or Celtic in the one season. One to go. Celtic recent still at the club. Ooh, the twenty one twenty two season. Um, James Forrest. No. Nope. Kyogo. 
No, still at the club, but maybe unlikely to see much of him going forward for complex and non-footballing reasons. I had to lead you that close because we're so... We're so out of time We're extra out of time Thank you very much To Jim Duffy And Kenny Miller But as always Thank you Thanks for getting in touch tonight If you did On Twitter or on the phones And thank you for listening Back tomorrow With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson And Callum Gallagher Is up next